0: Welcome to episode three of Podcast 310. I am your host, Ben Mayer, and I'm here with Grady Gillette. How's it going, guys? Michael
1: Dorigo. Good morning, gentlemen.
0: How are you guys today? i'm doing all right boys i found this
2: really intriguing new ui trend that i want to incorporate
1: into our app and i cannot wait to implement it and see what people think yeah i mean we've had a great morning we have been very productive had a, a wonderful meeting discussing some of the the future of this podcast so stay tuned exactly i also want to throw in that
0: i have recently caught up to the mandalorian except i think a new episode came out today you texting me, Grady, about getting my Disney Plus. Sorry, I didn't respond to that. I will be getting you that password. Totally fine. <laughs> I'm sure our
2: listeners would love to have that information as well. <laughs> Throw that out right Yeah, now. on the <laughs> next episode, I'll just make sure to publicize that. Um,
0: but it's getting intense and it's been fun to watch. So, yeah, today we are going to talk a little bit about the very beginning of this process. How we initially decided that we wanted to start a company and how we ended up through a long process of um, trial and error getting to the idea that we have right now. So, And it was a long process. Yeah. So to paint a picture for you guys, at the beginning of quarantine, Michael Grady and I are all living together in our apartment. We are We're chilling, but we're also super bored. Like, we'll just be watching movies, watching TV sitting around and just doing nothing scrolling through social media and about maybe two Three weeks in, I think, Michael and I sit down at our, our kitchen table, and we're so bored that we decide the next activity
1: we're going to do to cure this boredom is make up a million dollar idea. Yeah, and then we just spent the next probably, like, two and a half, three hours just sitting there with, like, three sheets of paper and yeah. writing stuff down and scribbling it out <laughs> and then erasing the scribbles because we remember that it's a great idea. Yeah, of course. And College ruled or wide ruled? <laughs> i wish I think it, of I, honestly i think it was like scrap printer paper because <laughs> ben for projects all the time would be like oh i need this printer paper or something but they only sell like sheets of 200 yeah, yeah so, so he would a ream yeah so, so we had like 195 sheets of paper um, but then grady came home and obviously he loved that idea so he immediately jumped in and yeah. it just kind of sp- Spiraled from there I remember it well I got in from work Somewhat tired
2: And you guys were Sitting around the table Very bright eyed And unusually uh, Eager and talkative It was awesome It was awesome
0: Yeah it's really I think the The very earliest stages Are so fun Because the possibilities Are just completely endless And your mind Can take you wherever Just a blank slate You can do anything With it
1: on that Blank printer paper (laughs) Uh, Yeah Uh, We had some good ideas too <laughs> you think so oh i mean definitely one of my favorite ones was i think it was one of grady's ideas um because because of the quarantine situation in boston at least they had closed all of the uh, the barber shops and my goodness we were all some shaggy gentlemen <laughs> so grady proposed the idea of some way to enable haircuts at home, so like a kit that you could get that like it would send you all the materials to like get your haircut and like an instructional guide of some kind. We could've used that help, guys. Mike shaved
2: his head. I <laughs> I buzzed mine and we're both incredibly attractive men, as you guys
1: know, but yes. I must say, it, it was not our best moment. Well, yeah, it took, it took me down from a 10 to a 9, and I just really can't
0: <laughs> Well, in fact, it was it was I who helped Michael with, 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 <laughs> with his hair a lot. Oh, yeah, 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 and I was doing the back of his head, and I I just kept not getting the line on the bottom of his hair as even as I wanted, so every time I'm like, okay, I'll take it off a little bit more, a little bit <laughs> more, a little bit more. In the end, it still wasn't even, but his head looked like a dome because none of his
1: hair was going down onto his neck because it was yes, so his rough. hairline was shaved above his ears. It was the back of his head. It, it was it's awful. Insane. I was just he was cutting he was cutting my hair in our bathroom and I hear like just the buzz going. Then I'm just sitting there and I'm like, Oh my god, I hope he is not messing this. <laughs> and then I just hear all of a sudden he goes, Oh <laughs> and I was like, uh what do you mean? Uh, what did you just do? And thank goodness nobody saw me for the next three months because it truly was a horrifying sight. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't have to subject anybody to that.
0: I actually had ulterior motives. I was so jealous of you being a ten. I wanted to bring you down.
1: I know.
0: Um, we but had okay. a few other
2: good ideas though. Yeah. I think, didn't
0: well, we? we had well, there was Grady's pickup basketball game idea, which <laughs> passionate. Yeah, guys, I was passionate. Yeah,
2: Grady. A social media <laughs> app with geotagging, so you can let people in the area know. Um, I guess this is all pre-COVID. It doesn't really work in COVID. But yeah. let people know you're hosting a pickup game. Maybe post some highlights of the game. Thought it would be a great way for communities to build around the
1: sport. And Michael... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we were like, oh, yeah, we should definitely explore this idea a little bit more. Um, and it had kind of been like in a rotation of ideas to kind of discuss and explore a bit. But I had gone home for a couple weeks at the end of the spring semester um near like the beginning of the quarantine period and i was watching shark tank with my family and i saw these two founders like come up and we have a great idea it's an app that connects users for pickup sports games at local parks and i was like you've got to be kidding me right now so i immediately text a picture
0: and it was a little bit crushing i won't (laughs) lie that does help we had we had one other that was based on an internship that i had two years ago where my entire job was based out of big company biogen you guys might have heard of them super spreading covid uh, a long time ago <laughs> um, but but they had just this like million dollar piece of equipment lying around doing nothing for years and they brought me in because they're like hey we should probably do something with this and so we had there was one idea of us kind of repurposing this equipment because maybe there is there are a bunch of these big companies with and stuff lying around and just other parts of the company that could use it and that they yeah, don't know because, because of silos. silos
2: and compartmentalization stuff just goes to waste and yeah. it's a huge just drain for money. Exactly. Exactly. And that kind of
1: that kind of ties into those were those are a couple ideas we had but we really wanted to when we were first exploring some ideas that we wanted to discover a little bit more about focus on the, the, the idea of sustainability and sustainable living um, just because we know that it's becoming um, unfortunate a much more pressing issue with each coming day. And we felt personally obligated to try to do something to try to combat that in some way that we could. And in tandem with that, we knew that the market was only gonna be growing. Exactly. Um, and it was only going to be growing at a greater rate. So we wanted to maybe come up with something to get in on that a little bit on the early side. Yeah, it's really twofold. You know,
2: we're all passionate about this and do as much as we can to to be green and to reduce our carbon footprint. But we also realized from the, the business vantage point, there's just a huge opportunity here and the market will only be growing. The awareness will only be growing. The user base as people really start to accept the just the realness of our situation on this planet everything is is primed for future growth yeah. but there are also drawbacks to that which we are about to get into
0: yeah <laughs> well, we can talk a little bit about some of the ideas we have yeah and the I sustainability have. Oh yeah the, the, nav- uh, the navigation app. app the navigation app is how it started man we loved this idea <laughs> to start out i really still love like this idea it. <laughs> yeah its still it still could be a good idea for one of you listeners who wants to start a company says to vulture this from us yeah <laughs> go ahead um so the idea was an app that essentially rewarded you with some in-app currency that you could redeem for rewards based on how often and how much sustainable transportation you made. So if you walked or biked, like, you would get the most points. And if you took public transportation, you would get points still, but maybe not as many. And if you drove around places, you weren't going to score any points. And yeah, it seems it seems good, but we decided to pivot off of it because we just couldn't really find a balance between gamification and, I guess, Rusting people to use it,
1: or people yeah. caring enough to use it for sustainability reasons. It was just kind of a logistical nightmare, and we we came we run, ran into a lot of problems. Where in so many instances, like people like have to drive places. And we don't want to like be punishing you for that for something that you have to do or if you have to fly somewhere or something like that. Yeah. And it was just becoming an impossibility to to reconcile the difference between making a sustainable choice and then needing to make a transportation choice that was not necessarily as sustainable. Yeah.
0: There was also there were also problems with um, accuracy of tracking things. Yeah. And we wanted to I know we would have wanted to credit people for carpooling. That's something we would never be
1: able to accurately record right yeah so it was just too easy to game the system that we wanted to put in place exactly and thus we arrive
2: at another pivot within sustainability i really love this idea ben when you brought up the amount of single-use plastics Mm -hmm. and plastic containers wrap and all all of that sort of thing used at grocery stores and how yeah. that is just incredibly detrimental. A lot of sustainable organizations really are trying to eliminate single-use plastics as one of the largest producers of plastic that's now yeah. in the ocean. So you brought up this idea of having you know grocery stores where it's all sustainably sourced material and mm-hmm. reusable containers and local products
0: to reduce shipping and the carbon footprint there. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so there are actually a few of these zero waste shops that have popped up around um, mostly cities um, a lot of East Coast cities and I still think I still think this is a a really great idea because the leading it is the leading source of plastics waste Mm -hmm. is food wrapping and food packaging it's really just a matter of what kind of products you can actually get into the store so fresh produce sure you can do But there are so many things that you think about that are packaged at the grocery store in ways that are so integral to the food industry that is really hard to work around. And you need to to kind of overcome this barrier, this convenience barrier that people don't want to go out of their way and find these small shops and maybe pay more at them. Mm -hmm. They just need to care so much about the sustainability aspect. And a lot of times i think what we found when we talk to people is people care but just not um, yeah the care. pain point just isn't big enough it, it just would have been a
2: complete paradigm shift in every aspect of the industry like you can't just change
1: one component and ask everything else to tailor to this new style yeah exactly like we would just pretty much be uprooting the entire like branding industry around food yeah. because so much of it is just based on, on the packaging and the types of packaging you're using and stuff. And we just didn't think we had the means to do that. And yeah. In hindsight, even looking at sanitation, hygiene would have been a nightmare with COVID. Yeah, true.
0: Absolute nightmare. Very true. Very true. Didn't even think about that. So, okay.
1: So we have few other
0: ideas here. We had an idea for kind of along the same lines of reducing waste reusable shipping containers um, where you could receive a package and then drop off that container at some location in your neighborhood so that it could be reused by the shipper a big part of this is because packaging for shipped material is maybe is top five in sources of waste
2: yeah this is such an amazing idea and I, I really do believe that we will see this in the future um Mm -hmm. having sustainably built drop-off locations where you can return your package and it will be picked up let's say weekly and reused by some of these shipping companies and as we dove into this problem just a whole slew of new problems really started to sprout up And we realized as students, we really just didn't have the the capital, nor the time or the connections to really begin this process and and see it all the way through.
1: Yeah, it just required an intimate knowledge of the infrastructure surrounding these things that we just didn't have. Um, And I just think would have just been too overwhelming to really pursue on, on all of our parts. And that is kind of that kind of became a limiting factor in a lot of the the ideas that we were trying to have is what what is a good idea but is also attainable given our skill sets and then what we think what skills we could acquire to make yeah. that happen. Our skill sets are resources as yeah. well as another part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, we
0: actually because of that, we decided to focus on software because that's something that's available to everyone and you don't have to put capital in on the or at least not much capital in on the <laughs> (laughs) Mm -hmm. um to develop something that can be successful still just as successful just as good as anyone else's software and yeah we i think we just we just weren't really confident in in an idea where we would have to raise thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to to just start it up and just get off the ground floor Yes, and with
2: software, really the only upfront capital is time, which we had an abundance
1: of. Exactly. Yeah. It just seemed like the most reasonable course of action. And especially with Ben's history of coding, that also made it a bit more of a no-brainer. So it was just kind of figuring out how to find the right marriage of idea and this concentration on software.
0: Yeah, and I I remember specifically, like, any time we would bring up any idea that wasn't software, just my mind would go off with so many of these red flags yeah. that otherwise wouldn't happen. Like, oh, we need this and this and this and this and this. And this that Otherwise, with software, we, we can just sit at home and, and <laughs> bang it out. And we don't have to worry about getting help from a 100 other people right. to actually make it happen. Once we figured that out, we were still focused on sustainability at this point. And I'd say that the idea that we spent the most time on, the most energy on, was a waste tracking app. It was gonna be a bit like, like a Weight Watchers app almost, where you get points based, uh, or, or where you have points to spend on the waste that you're producing, and you have a limited number so you can only go up to that amount um, per week, and it will slowly kind of work you down to reducing your waste or living a zero waste lifestyle, if that's yep. what you want. To make it a little more attainable, that really seems like an aggressive
2: goal for a lot of people, you see some of these more um, passionate zealots out there who I don't know, poop outside or who <laughs> reuse their orange peels or really like cook the, I know people who actually bake their coffee grounds yeah. into other stuff. Yeah. And that is a big lifestyle change, but we realize there is an opportunity out there to kind of wean people off of this really consumerist and unsustainable lifestyle into creating new habits where you don't use single-use plastics as much, where you reduce your use of plastic straws and Where you don't waste as much food. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Another egg is gone. sadly off. Yeah. What is it? Almost half of all food produced in the U.S. goes to waste, I believe. Yeah,
1: something like that, That's which is true. really, yeah, there's really, there's incredible incredible really unfortunate. Yeah, but we we found ourselves running into a similar problem with this as well as with the uh, the Sustainable navigation app. Is that it is a pain point for people, but it's not big enough of a pain point for people wanting to overcome the inconvenience barrier that is associated with it. And exactly. we we it took us a long time in talking to a lot of people to really understand that that was the case because in in a classic. In a classic sense, like people act so much differently than what they say. And although like initially we we're getting a lot of feedback from people saying like, this is a great idea. I would love to be able to to do this. But just the more that we actually dove into it and tried to narrow our, our interview strategies and questions down, we were learning that just this really was not the case. So we kind of, Found that, okay, we need to, before we go too deeply into this for something that we're not super certain about, maybe we need to take a step back and kind of really go back to square one and evaluate what is really at the core of what we're trying to do um, with some of this software, because we had been pretty set on software, and then what might that actually be looking like? And I think,
0: I think, when we step back evaluating our process, mm-hmm. we had, so we had. T- at this point, we had begun to get in with the Build Lab, which is an innovation center on VU's campus. And they have some resources on problem validation, which helped us out. But I also think we were just looking for a lot of this stuff ourselves, because we wanted to make sure we were doing it right. Because obviously, yeah. the vast, vast majority of all startups fail miserably. and And I believe one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest reason is because people are just making things that no one wants.
2: Right. You start with the product or the service, and you look for the market gap or the the way to fill it in or the, how right, to the bring it to customers. Customers, yeah, and it that's just completely backwards. And we knew that all along, but it's so it's hard to implement. Like maybe you have a cool idea. And it's just you can't get it out of your mind and you want to make it work, you want to create the circumstances in which it will work, and that's just not the case. So we had to kind of I think swallow some of our pride and and start with people and start with the problem.
0: And I think it's I think it's hard too because like Michael said, people People will say that they really care about this, and so it's really easy for us to go on that path when they really don't. And I yes. do want to bring up the conversations we had with the, the founder of Joro, yeah. um, which was an app that was doing things similar to us, but it was focusing on sustainability in general and not just the waste Just waste. And it, this app is really well done. I highly recommend it to anyone who's listening, who does care about sustainability because it can help you change your behavior. But even in this, this meeting, we we were able to get on the line with Sanchali, I think, yeah, Sanchali. Sanchali. Um, Sanchali. And she, we asked who, what percentage of people are willing, are, are paying. They have a portion of the app where you can, you can say you're going to donate maybe $10 a month or $5 a month to this cause, this really great cause that she's singled out to convert some of the, some of the fossil fuels um, being used for power for some oil fields in Texas to instead using sustainable energy. And she told us maybe 1% of 2000 users that she had on the app were willing to pay. And I think once we heard that, that was a big point that said, okay really put it in perspective yeah we can't
2: keep kidding ourselves ourselves. Yeah, sadly it's just not viable at this point in time the perceived problem is not great enough to overcome the kind of activation energy of convenience and Mm -hmm. changing your lifestyle
1: so so that kind of that kind of got us down a little bit for a while we kind of felt lost we felt like we really didn't have any direction with what exactly we wanted to do so we spent i don't know probably a couple weeks going going back to what we were doing initially and just trying to come up with that million dollar idea again Yeah and just countless brainstorming sessions back at the the kitchen table we went through a lot of that ream of paper um yeah. but grady had an awesome breakthrough moment yeah. one night when he had gotten home from work just a total stereotypical light bulb over
2: his head moment as they always happen guys it was a shower time <laughs> you know how they are and i was in the shower we were sitting at the table brainstorming as we were doing so many <laughs> days of the week and i got out and said guys we don't see our friends like we used to because of quarantine What?" there's a way to bump into our friends digitally and that isn't even that's the seed of an idea that's the seed of the seed of an idea but we all looked at each other and i think we all kind of felt a light bulb in that moment and immediately started talking a little bit more like what do you mean bump into each other how do you know who you want to talk to who you don't want to talk to how frequently would this occur do people if they want to stay in touch why don't they just call or facetime their friends right and it's been a long time since since that day and we've just
1: kind of been continuing that light bulb moment ever since
0: oh yeah <laughs> yeah and i i specifically remember once we started to flesh out more of what the app would look like realistically rather than just you bump into people virtually i remember at least personally i was like just getting excited as as a customer Not even as the founder or an entrepreneur just thinking, man, it would be so nice to have this because I feel this problem so acutely. And I, there are so many people in my life that I would think about and I'd be like, man, it'd be great to just have them pop up my phone for five or 10 minutes and just to see them and not need to reach out to them. And I think we all kind of felt that way, at least to some extent about people in our lives yeah i think the the
2: kind of shower thought i had was also tied into this problem that we were only seeing each other we'd been in this apartment (laughs) more or less every day for several months and we realized we're not seeing our friends as we used to and our relationships really were suffering and i think loneliness was setting in for all of us in different ways but i think we had learned from that point that you don't start with the idea and we we talked about this that night but like, is this a real problem that people want to stay in touch with their friends but aren't doing so as frequently as they would like? So that was kind of where we started. We reached out to a lot of people
0: and just kind of asked, are you happy with how often you talk to your friends? Yeah, I, I think I remember that first night, yeah. we, we were getting really excited about the idea and we wanted, after having gone through this whole process of getting really excited about ideas over and over again, and then kind of realizing that they weren't the idea that Mm -hmm. we should be going with. We're like, okay, okay, let's back up. We have to make sure this just isn't us and that people will feel the same way. And so I think we probably call at least five, six friends. Yeah, and we, we got some people that were like, oh shit, this sounds like an actually awesome idea. And so then we were like, okay, we have something that we can actually move forward with, something that might be real now. Yeah. And we continued
2: with that, talking to people about this problem and discovered it is much more real and almost normalized than we had thought at first. And we're, I think we continue
1: to be incredibly excited about the opportunity that is presented with this problem. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is a good point to kind of wrap up a little bit. Definitely fun to talk about this stuff again. It's been it's been a while since all this happened. Yeah, nice so, revisit, kind of exactly, kind of map how far we've come. Yeah, this was this was back in March, guys. It's so crazy. Really, I can't believe we're at the end of 2020. I feel like I've lived 10 years in the last nine months. <laughs> I, think yeah. you, I think you might have.
0: <laughs> Definitely. So I we want to thank our good friend Ryan Christopher, um, who does the music for Podcast 310. As always, thank shout out to Ryan. Um, make thank sure you. to follow the socials for our company at Bump Call 310. 10 on Twitter and just at Bump Call on Instagram. We want to remind everyone to reach out to a friend or a loved one today so you can keep in touch and tune in next week for another episode of Podcast 310. Alright, thanks guys. Stay safe.